everybody. Welcome to Talk Back Fridays. Oh my gosh, what a big week. Whew. I'm glad it's Friday and I'm glad it's the weekend tomorrow. Uh, tonight, let's get straight to it. We've got a guest called Marcus Chabel. Okay, he's uh, well, you're going to hear all about his company. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you going? Good. Welcome. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been so busy. I've been getting ready to go to Australia for a brand called Immersive. Oh, yes. Yeah, so obviously I did that interview with Jerome. Yes, in the beginning. um, We both got over to Australia on Monday, so I've just been keeping for that. So it's been fun as well as extremely tedious with all the different um, strategies we've been doing to travel overseas now. So, yeah. Oh, that'll be nice to uh, cross the ditch. Yeah. I'm excited for holiday. Where can I play? For sure. Um, you know, I've met so many people just, you know, even being stuck here in New Zealand, which, hey, that's fine. But just be- met so many people doing this show. And even last night, um, it was an honor to meet a couple who run a studio called Studio 38. And we had a little dinner there. It was a little networking dinner. So, oh, I love um, yeah, I've got a few more guests lined up. Um, yeah, really fun, very cool. uplifting and inspiring. Okay, so um, any other news you want to share before we jump into the interview? Not quite. I'm just excited to catch up with um, Marcus and kind of just go over what he's doing and yeah, have a bit of a cordial and a catch up. Oh, cool. sweet as. Okay, nice to see you. See you soon. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. It looks super bright over in Aussie. Yeah, yeah. It's still 7 p.m. over here now, and also my place kind of sees like the the sunrise, so it's kind of nice. So we'll be like at least another hour. Oh, wicked! Thank you for yeah. coming on the cruise tonight. It was a bit last minute. Love those ones. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, it kind of shows my social calendar right now. Um, no, but it's it's always nice to have, come on, have a chat, have a discussion, right? Oh, wicked. No, I'm so excited to have a bit of a catch-up about your business and obviously just catch up with you in general because obviously I'm over in Aussie on Monday for a week and blockchain week. So it's, it's a, it pretty much ties up. So I'll be over there seeing you as well, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's a good time to come to Aussie. It's a lot more fun over here right now. Um, like New Zealand experience it soon as well. Like once you get over the hub of coronavirus and then everyone starts to come out a lot more, it's just, it's, it's just a fun time. So you really enjoy yourself I'm excited. We're going to Sydney first, and then we're coming to Melbourne. So best believe I'll be clicking you up a few messages to catch up. You're saving the best for last, to be honest. Like, you know, know. start Sydney and end up in Melbourne because it's a lot more fun over here. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Basically, Marcus, um, I just want to catch up with you a bit about Disty and just kind of what you're doing over there. And to be honest, it's going to be a learning curve for me as well because I don't know too much about gin. Yeah, I mean, it's less about gin and more about the world of distillation, more than anything. Um, so, I mean, like a little bit of background about myself. Obviously, we, we met each other in, in Auckland. Um, I flew over to Melbourne about well, five, six years ago and been on a little bit of a journey and just meeting new people and just, I don't know, just, I don't know what it is. You know, just life just kind of falls on for you type of situation. So, I met a friend of mine, oddly enough, we we're working next to each other in the city 
and somehow we were in the same football team. I don't know how that happened, and so we just became good friends. And then COVID happened. So then COVID happened, as you can imagine, you know, there was nothing for us to do, especially in Melbourne at that period of time. At, at that time, yeah, that was not a fun time. I mean, there was people on the streets, or signs in the streets, and you're out for an hour at a time. You don't have a mask, that's an incident fine. It was just that, that intense period. So we wanted to do something that will keep us, like keep our minds busy, keep us occupied, and also be productive in the same way, and try to change like a negative situation into a positive, and try to work on that. So our passion starts for a love of actually whiskey, to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. It, it kind of that's starts with my- great. <laughs> That's not great. Uh, no, nah, there's a bit of a story behind it. That's why, because like it's originally because we have love of French and stuff and whiskey. We always used to catch up and have a whiskey and just drink different wines and taste it and stuff. So I understand the different flavors that's involved with these different whiskeys. Like you know, they can go more expensive ones, go cheaper ones. You can see that, and we start learning. And then during COVID, we're like, this. Let's, let's try to start doing some gifts, you know, some like some cool whiskey gifts. We're both in the corporate world. I'm in tech, he's a lawyer. So we're like, let's try to create some cool little whiskey gifts with like glasses and these little things. And we can start there as like a casual business and start on the side. And then pretty much what happened is we started researching and learning about these whiskey distilleries. We noticed it wasn't it too much. And then what caught our eye was gin distilleries. And what the unique and like intricate stories behind them and each and every person, because each gym distillery has, I can't explain, they just have this energy, this passion for what they do. And they're, and each one of them has such a beautiful, unique story as well. So we started learning about the industry, started learning about who they are. And we just thought like, why does no one else talk about them? Like, why, why is it so like, why do we talk about all these large brands over here? We don't really talk about these success stories or these little mom and pop shops or these major distilleries. They're trying to do something special and their gin actually tastes delicious. Um, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to try and educate people about what they are and who they are. And then it kind of just started from there and started rolling and rolling. And the next thing you know, we've created an online uh, e-commerce brand and then we had a membership, now we just have a full over marketplace itself. We're going to develop it into a multi-vendor marketplace, try to get a lot more sellers and resellers on there too. And it's just, I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's just, things just happen. And then it's been just a fun journey all this ever since. Yeah, no, for sure. Because obviously with business, it's very much people to people, right? Yeah. Yes. And so for me, obviously, like when I was supervising the gym and obviously you were working at the gym, I always knew that that was one of your strong skill points. So for me, I was just like, I know that this will take off and I know you'll do super well. Um, yeah, so like basically, obviously I know this is an umbrella brand for gin distilleries around Australia at the moment. Mm-hmm. So like one of the ones that caught my eye was actually Patient Wolf. So yeah. did you want to explain to me like how difficult was it for you to onboard businesses to obviously want to collaborate with the business? Well, the thing is that we created a business in, in COVID, right? So we couldn't actually go and talk to any of these business owners or anyway. So we couldn't go meet and agree with them. So because I come from a sales background, at least I can utilize their skills coming onto this. So we had to take proposals, do some pitches. We had to do the cost of their models, negotiate the rates as well. And we had a date that we wanted to launch it. So it was difficult in a way because we had to learn about each one of these brands, reach out to them. We have no backing. We have no, you know, history, really? like no history, no backing, no nothing. And people are just, 
why would they want to why would they want to join on two blokes who just have a passionate dream for something they want to try to create, right? So we're doing this all the back ourselves. So we have to convince these brands that allow us to explain your brand story and allow us to also, you know, push it across and do it in a way that we want to. So it was very difficult. And the thing is though, during the celebrities, each one of the owners know each other. So it's a net. Is it quite a small net kind of community? Yeah, it always is. Yeah, there's like this 50 of them, right? And each one of them have gone through like pretty much hell to create a facility. So then they all trust and love each other. So what is quite funny is that we've had meetings and discussions. We did our proposals, sent our pitches across. And then we found out on the back end that the distilleries are talking about us to each other. Um, and so then all came, right? Yeah. And then they all came to like a communal decision. They're like, yeah, come join with us. Cool. And so, like, obviously, um, like I said, I thought you were a whiskey drinker, and obviously now you're into gin. So, like, what would be your go-to gin now? It's a, diff- it's a difficult one itself because the thing is, though, people don't realize this. Gin is, is for every situation, every time. That, like, it's, every one of them has different flavors. So on our webpage, is one thing we wanted to do is we wanted to try to showcase and educate people that it is different. So, for example... You know, we got grape-based flavors. We got hop-based flavors. We've also got, um, a, you know, other flavors as well. But the thing that really catches my eye is the sweet and the cherry. It's this—I I can't explain it—but it's this bottle, a 700 ml bottle. It's about 37 percent, and what it is, it's made of 300 grams of Tasmanian cherries. And so the owner of the distillery, she's a microbiologist by trade, and so she studies plants. She studies. Know, biology of them and so she and thanks to her backing she knew and realized that like the skin of the cherries and soaking in the cherries provides this sweetness that's like another you drink this gin you can pretty much just drink it straight and on its own and you wouldn't believe that it's just it's just straight off of, like straight alcohol yeah what's that brand called uh anther anther distillery in geelong it's a beautiful brand like they what they try to do is they try to use australia in every way possible for the ingredients so they go to like local farms. They try to source everything locally. Every one of their, their drinks has, I think, about 20 plus uh, different little botanicals they source around Australia and along the coast and along the bush. And they try to educate that with their, with their gins. So they, what they're trying to do is, is that when you're drinking that, they want to take a down a journey down Australia. So like, and once you start to learn about these little histories, intricacies of why these people are making this, you kind of start to want to, you know, uh, how to say, you want to support them. You want to help them out. I have this other distillery work with this little long distilling club. It's it's such a quirky little distillery. So it's based in the city. It's a little cottage, and it's about how do you explain it? Like it's probably about the size, smaller than the size of Body Tech's entrance. Oh wow! That's, okay. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> real, yeah, it's like tiny, like absolutely small. But it's a cottage based in the eighteen hundreds. And so he's called it little, um, uh, little Long Distilling Co. But like the funny thing is, is that there was a person who used to live there in the 1800s. Her name is Yokohama. So it's actually this is actually a true story. Her name is Yokohama, and so she used to be a lady of the night. And so that room where she used to do her work is now where they distill alcohol. And so her their flagship gym is called uh, Little Miss Yoko. So everywhere they can, they try to elaborate and talk about her story and talk about different little characters that were back in the 1800s. Their, um, their, their London Dry Gin is based on this guy called Conkle Proudfoot. 
So he was actually uh, an, an officer based in 1800s who used to help out Little Miss Yoko. So then like these little cool intricate things he starts to find out about these brands that like, you know, like you don't realize that when you're drinking just a large big brand, you think it's just alcohol. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to take you down a journey. And we thought, you know, we need to educate and tell people about this. That's what I was just about to say. Like, it must be so interesting for you to be able to, um, I guess, kind of advertise people's stories. Yeah. Through alcohol. You know, it's like a journey, like you're explaining. Yeah. Like, what, what are, other than that one, what other brands kind of stood out to you when it came to exploring well, the journey and, you know, related to taste and things like that? Yeah, I mean, like, it's just, what it is that kind of took us on, it took us in because not many other people have done what we've done. Like we've come to them wanting to elaborate and help them brand. So the other ones we work with, like for example, you said Patient Wolf, they're elegance personified. They're um, based in South Melbourne market. They use they use all the natural ingredients of the South Melbourne market itself. So when you can come, you can kind of see it. It's like about a five minute walk down there and it's just like a farmer's market and they try to utilize that. Then they also, once again, they try to do as many local ingredients as possible. And when you go into the distillery, it's basically it's an experience like no other. The head of the head of hospitality, Blake, he's one of the nicest people and the most down-to-earth humans in the world. And when you go in that place, you feel like you're the only person there. And they try to take you on the journey. And they try to educate you, um, and it's just. You can't explain the intrinsic feelings that you receive by trying to support these people. And then we've got a couple other brands as well. So we've got um, Bass and Flinders Distillery. So they're based down in Sorrento. So Sorrento is a coast down Melbourne. It's about 30, 40 minute drive away from us. Um, it's a second generation distillery. So what it was is Holly is taken over from her father and he's passed down the knowledge and experience like for her. And so her gen's fabulous because it's made from a grape based gin so it's actually made from kind of the same process you make wine so that same alcohol you use that it processed that into their gin and so because she's down on the coast they use all the coastal ingredients um one of their gins is the called maritime gin and it's like what they did they actually get saltbush kelp and a few other ingredients literally from the coast and they pop that into their gin when they actually create it and it's 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 just pretty cool. Like you just you just learn about these little things, and they're always trying to support Australia. And then last we have is Bunty Basin. Um, they're actually a non yeah they're they're, they're a non-alcoholic brand itself. So they try they try to utilize the same like the same flavor combination that we get with the gin, but in a non-alcoholic uh, spirit. And yeah. and it's kind of cool because what they're trying to do is they're trying to do a totally different idea, but they're trying to help out people. So for example, make sure you have your baby shower, right? And you want to go to a bar or somewhere cool, like you can go to the distillery, it's a non-alcoholic distillery. You can have cool, fun mocktails, enjoy yourself. And then while your friends can also have a couple of cocktails as well, but at least it's trying to, it's trying to open up for other people that not necessarily want to drink. That's what I was kind of saying. Like, I guess, like, obviously, if you related it to New Zealand and Auckland, obviously you'd go to Waikiki to go do like a vineyard yeah. or, or tasting. Whereas when it comes to other alcohols, say whiskey, gin, I feel like there is no market like that in New Zealand right now, right? There is a few distilleries in there in New Zealand. There's not that yeah. one. Yeah, there is a couple. If you actually do a little bit of research, you can kind of see it. There's, there's a couple flowing about. Um, and I mean, like, there's different elements too. You also have, like, a large brewery network over there as well. 
So there's there's obviously the larger brands, but it, you're right. It's not the same that it is over here. And in Australia, there's I think it was a boom starting pretty much from 2018. Uh, there was a couple that started, I think, but back and forth that started what 10 years ago. And then from 2018, more and more distilleries here are going to come and come and actually expand. Um, but the problem is though, it's extremely difficult for them to start. So to at least get a license to start a distillery, you kind of need to work do about 18 months worth of work before you can actually start distilling anything. And, be, and you have to get a building. You also then have to fit the, the still into there as well. You have to do making sure that it's all safe. And then, you know, if you want to have people on board, you know, come in um, and also drink the distillery too, you got to have to abide by the alcohol laws. And then on top of that, um, alcohol tax in Australia for spirit is pretty much the highest in the world. Um, I think it's $83 for pure litre spirit in Australia. Really? Yeah, so if you correlate to a 700ml bottle of alcohol, it's roughly $35 to $38 of excise tax before it even leaves the distillery, and then there's tax on top of that. So that's why spirit rates in Australia are so high, and they're like the cost of the that like everyone goes to pretty free and just claims a little bit of the alcohol. So then, like, you imagine these brands are... Sorry? It's getting super pricey at that point. Exactly. So then these brands, these companies, they've had to do two years of, you know, getting on work. You have to get two years of funding. On top of that, you then got to go start distilling, do your marketing, do all your branding. You're then going to compete against all these other distilleries across the network as well and try to get your brand across. And on top of that, you've also got the large supermarkets, the large retailers. Um, you know, like Superlook over there, but we got Dan Murphy's over here. And so what that is, then you've got all these international brands you're competing against. Like your Tank Ride, you've got your Corbins, you've got your other brands too. But because they come over here, they don't have to have a margin or a markup or any, you know, it, it doesn't really matter because all for them is all about volume. It's all about amounts. So then they can reduce their costs as low as possible, kick everyone out of the market, and then try dominate. So it's very difficult for them to get up and actually make profit from it. Speaking of that, because obviously you said that you worked with how many? 50 brands? 50 gin no, brands? No, no, no. So we work at six right now. In Australia. Uh, in Victoria, there's over 50. So yeah. That, yeah, that's just the state. There's also South Australia has quite a few. Uh, New South Wales has quite a few as well. Um, Queensland is popping up. So there's a huge market here. For yeah. It. So obviously when I come to Melbourne, which one are you taking me to? Well, <laughs> you want to go Patient Wolf. So that's in the, in the city. We'll go Patient Wolf. That's like, we'll get Blake to have a, like, make us have a big Cool, because for me, like, I absolutely love the branding. Like, I think the building looks oh, incredible. Right. But when it comes to quality, yeah. I shouldn't put you in this position to be like, which one's your favourite? But which one is your favourite? You didn't answer me. <laughs> it's hard to say, though, because it's all about different times. Like, yeah. because, like, you're right, Patient Wolf is unbelievable. Their marketing is amazing. Like, when you walk in there, it's a New York loft. That's the the design flow. And what they've done is they used the paint of the blue of the walls. It's actually juniper blue. So they've done all like that. And it's, it's just elegant, personified, and it feels like New York. But their gin is unbelievable. Their Melbourne Dry is smooth. It's beautiful. It's nice to have a little cocktail and drinks. But then, I don't know, it's like choosing who's your favorite child. It's, it's like a hard one because then like Bass and Flinders got that beautiful, great paste. And you know, and they've got a beautiful, great place to play the gym. And then we've got um, Antha's got that filthy history because Antha 
Yeah, Dirk is the owner. Her partner is um, Seb, and he's they kind of call him the cocktail guru or the cocktail godfather of, of Melbourne. So he's created these large gin bars, gin palace, and a few other ones that include. So then he designed his gins for cocktails. It's made and makes so smoothie. So it's like it's hard to say because each one of them have different flavors, different methods of craft, different base spirits, and you can have them at different times. So that's the whole yeah. thing because I feel like I honestly don't drink gin, so I feel like obviously you're the connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to obviously take me through that journey when it comes to everything from story based. Because no, I honestly, I just don't, I don't, I feel like gin is known as like cares and deep and meaningful. <laughs> No, you're right. It's a totally, it's different in like in New Zealand and over here it's kind of a cultural and kind of like a, a weird thing. But like the reason is because like I said, right, you've got different base spirits. So when you start to the, the to distill gin, you have juniper berries. So juniper berries is one of the highest antioxidants berries too. So maybe it's good for your skin. I don't know. Um, but like you got that, and you add the base spirit with that, and you heat, pretty much heat that to a certain level, and then that goes into like most of them have a vapor part or vapor catcher. And that's where you have ingredients, and that's where you can put the different flavor of fruits and berries and the different combinations you can create. So you can never have two gins the same. Yeah. So then, like, it's when you're going it, you, the difference in that and other alcohols is that you can always go and try to taste different flavors. Is it cardamom here? Is this more of a woody gin? Is this more of the back of the tongue? Is this the front of the tongue? Is there more herbs in here? Is it more of a citrus type flavor? Like, and then it, you. That's why people like it because you can go taste different flavors and you can try to do your own notes about it too. No, I'm super, super excited. I'm, I'm, so, I'm just excited to come and see you in general in Melbourne as well. So. Well, Melbourne's a fun time. Hey. Melbourne's a great time. Like, I, everybody has to come to this place because it's just, it's creativity and art. Like, I can't explain the energy of this place. Like, people are just so amazing. You can just walk down the road and every single person tells me this. Whenever they walk down the road, the street, they just feel safe and secure. Like, they don't feel at harm, they don't feel problem. Even when people walk through like almost. Yeah. And everyone is just like so nice and welcoming and just puts your arm over you. And it's just I don't know. I think that's deep into this industry too. But yeah. Well they say that Melbourne's quite similar to Wellington A. Eh? And they say that Sydney's quite similar to Auckland when it comes to culture. Yeah. It is a little bit like that. So Melbourne is a bit on Wellington Raw. It's like now you got that raw cool Wellington's got the real cool creative art like vibe about it and people don't really care as much what they dress and what they wear because they're just trying to show their like who they are and what they are. Yeah. And you get that a lot here. Like you get that with people that just I see some of the most interesting and fascinating ways of people wearing and what they wear and they just don't care because no one no one cares. It they doesn't matter. As long as, as long as you choose yourself. That's all they care about. It's like, as long as you treat yourself, you're happy, no one will even look down upon you or say anything about you. But that's how we should live anyway. Well, that's how I live, clearly. <laughs> hey. Look, that's, that's you and I. That's, that's what we say. Yeah. But like, you know, like some people just don't, I'm not like that. Though. Like, it's, it's, it's a bit different, but I don't know. I just can't explain it. I love this place. And but I think that's what obviously sounds cool about Melbourne is it's almost embraced mm. to be yourself. Wait, wait till you try the food. Oh, I have been to Melbourne, it's stunning. It's probably my favorite place in Australia, that's why I'm excited to come back. Yeah, for sure. And it's actually cool that you can come over now. I know. Like, it's like it's, and you don't have to quarantine or do any of that type of stuff. Like, it's, oh, it's I had to go live a test. I had to fill out like a passenger form with all the details. What else did I have to do? I've got obviously like a vaccination pass, but it's not too much drama. 
Have you flown like much since then? No, I honestly haven't flown much. Like this is going to be my first international trip, and you know how much I love to travel. So it's it's a weird feeling. It's yeah. A weird feeling being on planes again. Like I've done it quite a few times. I just obviously flew back on Sydney on the weekend, and I've flown a few. Like it's just such a weird feeling being on a plane again after like so many years. I think it's almost because I know that I've got like family and friends over there, so I'm just like, it's another little home. So you've got that excitement, that I like, call the excitement coming over and you're kind of sweet. You know? It's like 50-50 pleasure and business, you know? So I'm like, woohoo, let's go. Yeah, I no. the thing is, is like obviously with Melbourne being comfortable and obviously embracing who you are, do you think that kind of helped you start up to see? Yeah, correct. Because yeah. Like, it's... Because there's no hesitations. Like, what if I fail? Like, what if I fail? What if I do something wrong? I, like, one, this, this place has told me who really cares. Like, who, like, generally, who cares about what you do? The place is so big. It's so massive. Why does it matter? Just do yeah. it. Take a risk. Take an opportunity. And if you fail, you fail. At least you can say you learned something from it. And this is, that's, like, I think, like, I've learned a lot of that type of stuff from Melbourne. And that's why we've actually embraced it into that, too. And it allows us to be creative as well that's cool because i guess obviously if, you, if it's quite well it's not saturated but like what would be your point of difference when it comes to disney and is there anything else like you're like this year around in australia not really itself i mean you can go to the large brands or large retailers and then obviously they're going to take a mark a margin of the markup and i wouldn't talk down upon them because they do well like they help the brands they help them out um our main point of difference is we're just trying to educate and trying to show like we've created some stunning videos by a, a brilliant director called Julian Watson, 720 Films, and he's helped us create six different films about who they are and what they are, and we truly try to educate their story, and our success is the back on their success. So that's why we, we want to be that, and not only that, is that every single bottle you buy from us is packed directly from the distillery. Cool. So then, yeah, so they pack it, they distribute it, and they do everything on our behalf. But it comes directly from them, directly from their, from their, from them, and all with love. So, no, that's but, why I wanted to make sure that we included one of those promo videos because I absolutely love what he's done with your work. Yeah, it's so good. He's a creative genius. Him and I butted heads a few times because we both created people, but yeah. the work he has done is is. I, I talk about them to everyone because it really does paint a picture of who they are and what they are, you know? And like, look, we did take, it was a lot of capital in, initially to try to get someone like that to do this, but then it just shows what we're trying to achieve. We're not talking about money, not trying to do sales, we're not trying to generate, obviously that's an end goal, but we wanted to try to educate, we wanted to try to teach, and we're trying to make people, you know, learn about this industry that no one knows about. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, look, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Nice yeah, to meet you. I saw that in the background. I was wondering what that was. I saw like a random tail. Like, should I say this? But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sweet. Um, I kind of guess what's another thing I kind of want to ask? Like, where do you see Disney going? So, Disney's going to be a, 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 I want Disney to be a, a, a brand of the culture, right? I want people to kind of know who we are, what we are. So, we're going to do a couple of things moving forward. So, first thing we're doing right now is Disney sessions. So we're going to have little pop-up sessions at different bars. So once a month, you can come to a random bar in Melbourne. You'll be able to do tasting flights. You'll be able to you know, try the gins out too. And then the bar, we're also going to get them to do creative cool cocktails based on that gin or whatever it is. 
Um, and then we're going to do that every month. We're going to try to grow that to try to become more fun and let people actually taste and enjoy it. On top of that, we're going to do, we ideally want to start opening our own shop soon, so bricks and mortars as well. Oh, so no. little pop-ups. Yeah. And That's then that'll be, it, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that'd be fun for us to just open a bar and have like a little like quirky cocktail bar that people can come and trial and taste it out. Like a little then, pub. Yeah, but then like you can, because a lot of places around here, what they do is they have bars that also have liquor stores in So then you can come, you can have like drink the liquor store, you know what I mean? And you can, and you can taste it. So I kind of want that experience, but in a cocktail bar in a way. So then they can come, they can try to taste it, you can give them a little bit of tasting flights and then also get them to have a few cocktails and take a bottle on their way home. Hopefully not, you know, too intoxicated or anything like that. Wine <laughs> that type of stuff. No, 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 no. It's all about safe drinking, right? Safe drinking. That's yeah. Um, that is another thing I was going to hit you up about because obviously, like, you're getting more well known in Australia. Yeah. Are you going to bring it to New Zealand? Like, how do we support your brand? How, where do we buy? Are well, you going to get to us or? Well, the thing is, though, like, I've started an online brand, an online business, right? And the issue is when you do when you're working with alcohol, it's a lot of there's a lot of legislations, there's tax, there's uh, licenses, there's a lot of things you have to do. Before we even started this brand, we had to get a liquor license. We had to license the brand, they license the company, we had to learn about the local laws. And so for us to then go to another state itself, then we're going to have to learn about those local laws too. And then if we want to move towards New Zealand, that's another huge step with the laws as well. So we want to make sure that steady growth, first and foremost, start Victoria, move to New South Wales, get New South sorted, in South Australia to Queensland. And then once we got that as a whole, look to go towards New Zealand, which hopefully two years, two and a half years, um, and then start distribution from there. But it'll probably be is just a, yeah, it'll probably be like a cool little New Zealand trend, but I'll also want to make it more Kiwi focused. I don't want to make it- Good, yeah, bring it home. Exactly, because everyone's got their own cool stuff, right? You can learn a lot from these people that you don't actually know. Like, you know this, when you go to a winery, right, and you actually talk to the people that own us, the wineries, like, you look into their eyes and you see the passion they have for what they do, and they just they just want you to have at this time, and a great time. And I know the market's going to grow in New Zealand. I know it's going to get bigger, and I know it's going to be more and more popular too. So there's going to be people popping up there as well. So it'll be opportunity to leverage and help those brands as well. Cool. Well, yeah. my better markers, but honestly, I'm so proud of you. I wanted to jump you on board tonight because obviously Thank you. what you're building is going to be huge and I just wanted to show my support and obviously get a bit of exposure out there for you because I believe in you. And, yeah, I guess I'll see you in a few days. Yeah, I'll see you in a few days. Um, it'll be it's a fun time over here. But, yeah, no, thank you. I really do appreciate this. Thanks, no, but... no worries. It's awesome. I think Selena's going to run a bit of a promo video at the end, obviously, to show the videography that you um, – yeah. yeah, this video itself is probably one of the most beautiful videos I've come. So um, you see on the left here is Dirv. Um, she talks about gin and what it means here for Australia. And we shot this during COVID. And if you look into her eyes, yeah, and if you look into her eyes, she looks like she wants to cry because she loves Australia and Dirv. So it's so passionate about it, eh? Exactly, exactly. And that's just, it's yeah, and you can just see, like, they use the native and they just love it. So, yeah, thank you so much, and I really do appreciate it. No worries, Marcus. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Selena. Thanks, Selena. Thank
Thanks, guys. This is such an interesting chat. Really awesome. So thank you for your time, Marcus. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're looking forward to finding out more about this. And uh, all the best, all the very best for your um, evolving venture. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. We'll just watch the end of this video. Beautiful Australia. So Australia is the king of botanicals? A little bit itself. Um, so like this part we've seen here is actually just in Geelong. So we shot this in Geelong. So it's kind of interesting because you had to, be, to actually leave Melbourne to go to Geelong. We needed to get COVID passes because there was offices at the at the, the borders and stuff like that. So it was a large fine. So even just shooting these films was a mission in, in itself. Um, but yeah, it's just, hey guys, so beautiful, beautiful Geelong, so yeah. My question, Mark, is how do you sign up to be a DISC member and what does that involve? So we've actually kind of changed the business a little bit from that. So we did originally have online memberships as a, as a business, but then we started realizing we're not showcasing all the different brands. So now what we're trying to do is you can sign up into our webpage and you can start, we can receive all our marketing material. We start to learn about our blogs and the videos of who they are. But the primarily ways that we're doing our business now is through uh, one-off sales on our on our webpage. So if you just jump onto our webpage, you'll see the six different brands we work with. It's Patient Wolf, Terra Stralis, Brunswick Aces, uh, Bass and Flinders, and Little One. And then if you look on the right-hand side, you can actually shop by your base here. So if you want to, you know, whatever flavor you want, you can kind of differentiate and kind of choose. Oh, thanks, yeah. Marcus. I'll see you soon. Thanks, team. Take care. Thanks, Selena. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, wow. Gosh, beautiful Australia takes me back. Oh, there goes Michelle. She's gone. Okay, so it's just me now. <laughs> I just want to say a uh, special shout-out to my colleagues and comrades, Bane Kirby and Benny Mack. Yeah, thanks for uh, sticking with it. And um, we've got lots of treats in store for this show. So thank you for all of your support. And thank you to the new listeners. Thank you, Trevor. Oh, some lovely input there. And um, wish you guys a jolly good weekend. And uh, take care out there. Love yous. Bye. <laughs>